Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. All right, before I get to my next guest, Rob Strano, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Check them out online at PositiveVibesGolf.com and give them a follow on Twitter at PVibesGolf. Their head covers and putter covers are a very unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts. They're a great on-course training aid as well because they help you stay positive by putting positive, happy images in your mind. You heard uh, Bob Friend talk about that earlier in the show, how it releases tension, how it gets your mind back in the right spot. Because every time you walk back to your golf bag and you look at your head covers or your putter covers, you're going to smile. See what I'm talking about by going online to PositiveVibesGolf.com and give them a follow on Twitter at PVibesGolf. I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Tech for their support of PGA Hope. PGA Hope is the flagship military engagement program of PGA Reach, and Golf Tech is offering donors their choice of a free golf lesson or a club fitting. Help us support PGA Hope's mission to improve the lives of our military veterans by expanding this program and improving your golf game in the process. As a donor, you can choose between a 30-minute lesson or a Golf Tech iron or driver fitting at your local Golf Tech location. Check out more information online at golftech.com forward slash PGA Hope. This segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under, Men's Performance Briefs, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, and that's a whole nother story. And your girlfriend and or wife is going to love the side effects, a visually enhanced profile. Their Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact, providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market and use coupon code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at twounder.com. And that's the number two, UNDR.com. All right, now back in making his seventh appearance with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Rob Strano. Let me remind you about Rob's background. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. As a junior player in the St. Louis District, Rob won the Individual Low Stroke Average Trophy and Individual Total Points Trophy back in 1981. He was a three-time All-Southwestern Conference and a two-time All-Area player in high school. Played his college golf at Centenary College in Louisiana. Played out on the PGA nationwide in Hooters NGA Tours for 15 years and won five times. He's now one of the top instructors in the game for both kids and adults. He's annually recognized by U.S. Kids as one of their top instructors. Plus, he's one of the few teachers in the game that's teaching the game to deaf children. You've probably seen Rob on the Golf Channel Academy, where he's a lead instructor, or on his TV show, The Golf Kingdom, which you can watch on Blab TV. Download the Blab TV app. Check it out there. Coming soon to some online other sites as well. Histrano Golf Academy is located at Kelly Plantation in Destin, Florida, which is a beautiful facility. It's one of the best courses in that area. And I'm honored to have Rob back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Rob, how are you, my friend? Doing great tonight, Chris. It's 
awesome to be on with you again. The great Mascaro. See your suit yeah. there and say to the Gulf Airwaves. I, I'm always excited to be with you, my friend. I appreciate you. So, Rob, I mean, you know, you've got so many great things happening. I mean, the Golf Kingdom was, you know, a tremendous, you know, first season you had there on TV. You've got the, the Strano Golf Academy there at Kelly Plantation doing great things there. Catch us up. What's going on with you? Well, it's been a busy year with the Academy and, and of course, hosting my own TV show regionally here in the Southeast has been fantastic. Um, it was kind of a, a dream come true. It's been something I've been working on putting together to be able to produce it with my crew and air it and stream it uh, nationwide. We've had viewers from 25 states um, watch the show. Um, great reviews. It's it's a little kind of a different show. It's not what you're used to seeing on, like, the Golf Channel where it's staying there and coach. It's truly a variety show. We entertain. We have skits. We have guests. Um, I've done all kinds of crazy things on the show, from dancing and singing, of which I'm not good at. Um, but I seem to have a very high threshold for embarrassment. So I've got no problem throwing <laughs> myself out there to come up with creative ways to entertain people and help them learn more about the game of golf and improve their golf game, too. And and to that point, Rob, you do so many different things and so many different segments on the show. When you think back at all the things you did over the first season, there's got to be a lot of things that you're really proud of when you look back because, you, as you point out, this is your first time doing it, and it came off really well. What are some of the things you're most proud of? Oh, gosh, I think off right away. I think about the Declaration of Independence, your Declaration of Golf Independence show, which was our 4th of July show. It, it was about um, teaching you how to move your body parts independently of each other in golf. And I did that show entirely in a George Washington powdered wig. Um, that was that was met with um, with lots of fun comments. Uh, our our segment called Talk Nerdy to Me um, has been great. That was a we we did that um, to talk about the science of the game. My segment called It's Just Hot Air, which is sponsored by an air conditioning company, talks about the myths and misconceptions of the game. We've done things from parkouring onto the set our recent Halloween episode where we um, we kind of had a, a nightmare scenario to start the show and my crew turned into zombies and attacked me. Um, you know, it, it just, it's just, I've got a great creative crew. We bounce ideas off each other and we have lots of fun coming up with some of the crazy things we do to entertain people. I did, I did a, a segment a couple of shows ago with a trash can. It's a Simple household trash yes. can you have in, the, in your bathroom. And I, can't, I had three drills using a trash can. You can do it home or if you want to, take the trash can to the course. And that one, I had a lot of good comments about that one too, Chris. Yeah, so, and I and I watched that, and, 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 and you did a great job. But for, for those that are trying to picture, what the heck is he talking about doing with a trash can in my golf swing? Do you mind sharing that tip? Well, there are three of them, if I can remember them all. The first one was, if you grab the trash can by the, by the side so the top is open, um, I, 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 we, kind of, we kind of had fun with it. I said, my, my crew filled it with golf balls. And you want to go back and hold it out in front of you like you're like your, your set to a golf ball. And as you go back, you want to pivot the trash can and dump the contents out behind you. <laughs> 
people will twist it the wrong way and they won't count anything out. But to get the arms in position, you want to go back and dump the, the content behind you over your shoulder. And I said there were golf balls in there. What we actually put in there were ding-dongs. And so my crew was, was eating the ding-dongs during the show after I jumped them out. And then at the end, end of the show, in the closing credits, I had one they saved for me. I started to eat it. They kept the camera rolling. And I ate this thing in two bites and was talking about ding-dongs with my mouth full. And that was pretty a pretty funny close to the show. But then um, the other one was put the trash can between your legs in your setup and swing and to calm your leg action. Don't bump the trash can when you swing. And then the final one was to keep from peaking when you putt, put it on your head, get set, get set to the ball first, put it on your head, and then hit a putt, and you can't look, so it teaches you to keep your head still. You know, Rob, that's we've been talking an awful lot about putting over the last several weeks. And that's one of the things that I think most of us, and, I, and I'm as guilty as anybody, of doing is you know, leaving it low on the on the right side, on the low side of the hole, because we want we want to peak, right? We we're we're anxious, we're nervous, or whatever, and and we're peaking, and then the the putter blade opens up, and the next thing you know, we we haven't given ourselves a shot to make that putt. So the idea of putting the the trash can, the, the you know, so you can't look. Is, is kind of genius, but talk about what, what are some other things that we can do? And you, you gave me some good tips when I got the opportunity to spend some time with you earlier this spring, but for those of us suffering from whether it's the yips or, you know, however you want to call it, and we're always missing it on either the low side or the high side, how can we go about making more putts? Well, going back to what we were just talking about, about keeping your head still and not peaking an upcoming episode, I'll, I'll tease it. I did the Elvis drill for putting. So, so thank you, thank you very, thank you very much. It was a, it was a great <laughs> drill. Um, but, but basically, what you want to do is, is pop your collar. So pop your collar so the collar is sticking up, and the, the corners of your collar will poke out. So when you're set up, your chin fits between the collars. And what you want to do is hit the putt and not bump the collar. So if your head's moving from side to side or you're twisting your chin or you're peaking, if you do that, you'll bump the collar and you'll get instant feedback that you're doing that. So one way to keep your head in the putt is, is just, just do the Elvis drill. You know, pop your collar, keep your head still. Um, <laughs> that's a key thing to do. Another thing you can do to stay silver putt is, you know, the, um, the skier squat you do um, to work on your quad strength. We did it in basketball in, in high school. Um, but you lean against the wall and you slide down the wall and you hold that position. Yeah. Well, that one you can do to help your putting and help you stay still is instead of sliding down so your your legs are your upper leg is parallel to the ground, slide down a little bit on the wall, cross your arms, and then move your your shoulders back and forth. And in that position, it locks you down and it teaches you that independence I was talking about to move your upper without moving your lower. So if your lower is wiggling around, that's changing the orientation of the putter face and the path and really messes you up. Like you said, you can miss low, you can miss high, depending on the break of the putt. And, Rob, one of the great thrills for me and my son Jonathan this year was we got to meet up with you at Augusta National, got to spend some time with you, and, and then you introduced us to Bob Goby. And Mr. Goby won the Masters in 1968, won 11 times 
on the PGA tour and a couple of times on the senior tour as well. And, and his, his nephews, which I didn't know until, until much later, but his nephews are Jerry and Jay Haas. And obviously his grandnephew is Bill Haas, but, but talk about what a great player Mr. Golby was and your relationship with he and his family. Gosh, I've known Mr. Golby since I was four years old and um, played golf against his boys. And of course, Jerry Haas is my contemporary. Jerry's a year older than me. And, and Jay, I think Jay's like nine years old or so. So as I was growing up in the game, Jay was off at Wake Forest and then turned pro, and we'd see him frequently at the club. But I've, I've known them for a long, long time. And one of my greatest thrills was um, I was probably 12 years old at the time, and I, I was at the golf course all day. No one had played more golf at St. Clair Country, Country Club in Belleville than, Jay, than Jerry or myself. We, no, no one's played more golf there ever in their life. I was out there all day long, and one day I was up from the putting green practicing, and, and Jerry and Mr. Goldby were going to go play. And they said, hey, you want to join us? I said, sure. So we get over to 13, and 13 is this little volcano part three. It slopes off on the right. It slopes on the, on the, off on the left. It's a narrow, skinny green that can't be more than 25, 30 feet across. And if you miss it left or right, you're going to make bogey or double. I, the pin was on the left side of the green, and I pulled it, and it hit and bounced down the left-hand bunker, which was just dead. And I got in there, and I flipped a decent bunker shot out to 10 feet, which was pretty good from down in there. And I made the putt, which was a really good three, and I walked over, so you know my putter, while Jerry was putting, and all of a sudden this big shadow came next to me and elbowed me. It was Mr. Goldby. I looked up at him, looked down at me, and he said, darn fine save, young man. And, and when you're 12 years old and you've got a master's champion, pay you a compliment like that. Tell you what, you stand a little taller, your heart gets a little bigger, and your confidence grows immeasurably. Yeah, fantastic story. You know, Mr. Gobi, and, and he, you know, we had just a couple of minutes with him, but uh, seems like a, a, a very nice and a very helpful man. Talk. Talk about his influence on the rest of your golf career. Oh, my gosh. Whenever whenever Mr. Goldberg or Jay or Jerry talk, I shut up. And, you know, and Jerry paid me a great compliment a couple of years ago. He said, you know, a lot of players don't listen. He said, to your credit, you listen. And, I mean, if I had a dollar every time I heard Mr. Goldby say, the back of the left hand controls the club base. You know, I'd buy us both a TV and radio studio. We'd have our own spot to host, <laughs> host our shows. And I heard it all the time. And so, you know, the, the influences, the stories from the tour, I mean, whenever I'm with him, I'm taking notes, um, either in my phone or in a notepad. Um, there, there's just, you know, one day we were just talking. He said, you know, I've never seen a great ball striker who did not have his right heel in front of his toes at impact. Boom, out of the blue, just that comment. And um, just just an amazing wealth of knowledge in that quote-unquote old school. We get wrapped up in the, all the new technology of the game and the, the, the learn the biomechanics and, you know, the radio or deviation comments, um, thoughts, and, and alpha, beta, gamma torque. But you know what? That old, you know, cool stuff still has a place in the game and you know, the great thing about the game of golf is the voices of the past coach into the future whether you read about the hogan's the sneeze the bobby joneses the the, the hagan 
and how they played the game and what they did, what they thought, and how they persevered and dealt with, you know, a crisis in a golf tournament, how they, they worked through things to win tournaments and become champions. Those voices still coach into us now in the future and are still applicable. And the great champions of the game now have studied and learned from the great champions of the past and can tell you the things about them that the players that only hope to be great don't even know. And, Rob, to that end, you're right. I mean, there's all kinds of technology. I mean, obviously, the technology and the equipment and the golf ball is different. We have TrackMan now, so there's a lot of data and those sorts of things. But the, the fundamentals of the golf swing, they haven't changed that much over the years, have they? Well, you know, we throw the word fundamental around a lot. And um, there's another, another couple of coaches that I heard this from, so they're an original thought. But by definition, a fundamental means something that everybody does the same. So it's something that, that's the same across the board. And it's like people will say, I want to work on my setup fundamentals. Well, you don't set up like me. We're not built alike. I certainly wouldn't set up like Henrik Stenson, who's 6'4", or Nick Faldo, who's 6'5", um, Brian Harmon, who's shorter than me. He wouldn't strive to set up like me, or I wouldn't set up like Natalie Golbus. So set up is a puzzle. My job as a coach is to figure your puzzle out. How do you fold yourself over a golf ball so that you can then move athletically and correctly and do what your body will allow you to do to successfully Number one, controlled space. Number two, deliver square and solid contact. And number three, produce speed to launch the ball. So the fun, you know, one of the few fundamentals is what I just mentioned is impact, shaft length, left hand controlling the, the, the club face, um, solid center squared impact, um, shaft orientation to the ground, all those things become very fundamental as you look at the great ball strikers in the game compared to the, the everyday player who may struggle with ball striking. Rob, when I think about some of the things that you've done, right? I saw a great video that you put together um, about a tip. You talked about, you know, Jerry Haas. It's a, it's a three wood drill that he shared with you so that you could, you know, talking about, you know, getting more confidence. I think a place that we a lot of us lack confidence is three wood off the deck. We tend to chunk it. We tend to top it. We, we don't make solid contact, but he shared with you a three wood drill that, um, that I think would help a lot of us do make more solid contact with our three woods. You mind sharing that drill? That was, that was a good one. Um, we were out, the, the last tournament of the year on what was then the Nike Tour was out in Sonoma County, California. This is in the mid-90s. And it was the last event of the year. And uh, it was an event that Jerry went on to win. He won three times that year on the Nike Tour. And that's why they have the battle still promotions because of him. So a great, a great feather in my good friend's cap that, that he did that. And they recognized if you win three times in a year, you should automatically get promoted to the big tour. But we're getting ready to go play a practice round. And I walked down from where I was getting balls a few places down from him, and he's hitting three woods, and he's got him on a tee. And I said, um, I said, hey, Jerry, what are you doing? I said, um, why are you hitting him off a tee? And he goes, well, you know what? I've been struggling with my three wood a little bit lately. And that's, I just wanted to put it on a peg and just get some confidence in it. And that, 
I can tee it up a little bit, get some good confident shots, then when it's on the ground, I hit these good ones, it won't matter. And I kept thinking, that's really, really smart. And that's one of the little inside things that you learn on the tour when you're inside the ropes. It's one of the big things I miss about not being a player anymore, the inside the ropes conversations you have with other players. And so what I tell my players who are struggling with freewood is, I tell them, you're going to tee it up a little higher than normal and hit five balls. Get some confidence there. Then you're going to tee it down a little lower, uh, sorry, higher than normal. Then you're going to tee it down normal and hit some and get confidence. Then you're going to tee it down lower than normal, like it's almost on the ground, and hit it and get confidence. And then take the tee away altogether, and you should have confidence. Because the problem with Freewood is, is it's the least lofted club will hit off the ground. Now, we can hit driver off the deck. We don't normally do that. We'll hit the the three wood off the ground, and we don't see a lot of space there, so we try to have uh, try to help it off the ground, and that's what gets us in trouble. So it was a great throw, and it's fun to ask Jerry and have him share it, and it's fun for me to get on Golf Channel and be able to give uh, one of my best friends in golf and growing up um, some props for something on national TV that was really a great throw and help players. Rob, something that we saw recently at the Zozo Championship, and I think you retweeted it out on uh, on your Twitter page, was Bubba Watson teeing off completely sideways on a par five. It was the par five six hole, and he, you know he hit it back over the the previous green down the fairway. You know, sliced it so it was over a set of trees across two holes, kind of leaving himself a a short iron to the to the original hole green, um, which was pretty imaginative. He ended up only making a par out of it, but I'm sure you played out on tour for a long time. Ever see anything like that? Oh yeah. I've, I've done that before. Now you're, you're jogging my memory. Where did I do that? There was a hole. Oh gosh. I remember it was Monday qualifying for the old um, event. They had a Callaway garden in, um, in Callaway garden. Um, and the, uh, the Monday qualifying cars was, the first hole was kind of an S-shaped par five. And you could play into the ninth fairway on number one. And it happened to be my 10th hole. I started on 10. And I turned in three under and promptly played into the ninth fairway, upside the green and flipped a wedge on. Otherwise, you had to play this kind of funny, circuitous route to get there. And um, that uh, that was one time I took a a flyer on a hole and said, I'm going this way and, um, and made it a little shorter rock green. And uh, I think I shot 65 that day and was in a wow to get in the field and, um, and got knocked out of the second hole. So if you had been in the playoff and they were going back through that same hole again, would you have done it again? Played that played down the uh, other fairway. I did do it in the playoff. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't the only one. Rob, a couple of more before I let you go, and I want to talk, I want to get back to putting, because uh, one of the things you did on the show was a putting drill utilizing some sort of household items, including a AAA battery that seemed like a, a, a fantastic thing, made a lot of sense. Talk about what that drill is. That was the Paul Bunyan drill. So. So it's actually you use three batteries. You do use a DSC and a AAA. 
and on on TV, I, I you want to give up three feet away. So it's a drill to help you get confidence in short putt. So you get you get three feet or twelve lengths away from the D battery, and you just try to knock the D battery over with your first putt. Then you have another ball and you have a C battery, and you try to knock the C battery over. And then of course you get to the triple A, and that's pretty skinny. So now you're trying to just chop all three of them down in a row, and you, you chop that triple A battery down. Well, you know what? The hole looks pretty big when you can knock the triple-A battery down from three feet. So it was, a, it was a fun, creative drill to get some confidence and have you really focus on line when you putt. And I did a segment on my Halloween show. I did a, a, a segment on scary shots, and one of the scary shots are short putts. And one thing I always told myself in competition, Chris, was when I had a, a nervy three, four, five-footer, I always told myself this. I said, you know what? You've made a million of these. Get in there and knock it, and this is just going to be a million and one. And you know what? When that thought was in my brain, I very rarely missed the button. Rob, I want to switch gears because I want to get your thoughts. I was just talking to Frank Nabilo about the President's Cup. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, six, seven weeks away. But um, I want to get your thoughts. If uh, you're Captain Rob Strano. You picking Tiger Woods to be on your team? My answer to that question is, um, I don't want to answer that question. My answer is no. And if I'm Tiger, I'm also not picking myself. And I heard Frank's answer, and I, I love Frank Novello. What a great guy. He's a great golf channel guy. I've had a chance to engage him in conversation um, in the studio before, and um, does a fantastic job for us as a channel. Um, but, but my thought on if, if I'm the captain of the team, I have a responsibility as being the captain. I am the captain of the team. I am the guy that's behind the wheel of the boat. I'm the guy that's calling the shots. And my team is looking up to me to do that and to be there and not be distracted. And I think that's the responsibility. It's an honor to be selected with a Ryder Cup or President's Cup as a captain. It's an honor. And I just feel like I feel like it takes away from that if you go on with a play too. No. I think I don't I don't pick him because his record's not that great, but I also don't pick him because or if I'm him, I don't pick myself because I wanna live up to the honor of being the captain. And to me nothing could be more fun as a captain than to watch than to watch your guys win it for you as the captain. And what's interesting, I've got a few connections to the PGA tour. And here, I hold in my hand an envelope. And as a child of four can plainly see this envelope has been hermetically sealed. It's been kept in a mayonnaise jar in Funkin' Wagner's porch since <laughs> noon today. And no one at the PGA Tour knows the contents of this envelope. But me in my mystical and borderline divine way will tell you that this envelope contains Tiger's captain. Give it Ooh. to me to share with you. So I will now open the envelope. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. Envelope number one. Envelope number one. Okay. First Tiger, Captain Spit. Tony Finau. Right there. Right wow. Off the bat. Great choice. Tony Finau. Palmer. Okay. Ryder Cup experience. Has been a, a great player here for a while. Okay, here we go. Envelope number two. Envelope number two. Ready? 
Yeah, I, I said that. Envelope number two. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good choice. Captain America. Patrick Reed. The guy lives for wow. this stuff. Wow. He's got more red, white, and blue clothing than Betsy Ross has red, white, and blue fabric to make the flag. This guy <laughs> will show up ready to go. Ready to go. Here we go. Envelope number three. Envelope number three. Yes. Yes. Three. Very good. Thank you, Chris, for sharing that. Envelope number three, <laughs> the U.S. Open champion, Gary Woodland. you got to go with the guy. Ooh. He's been yeah. clutch all year. You know, Bomber doesn't impress me as being afraid of any big moments, but definitely at the U.S. Open was not afraid. Great choice. I hold in my hand now the final envelope. Last envelope. Yay! Yes. The last envelope. Okay. Now this could contain Tiger's name. This is these are his envelopes. Might be his name. Let's see who he's got in here. Last envelope. Okay. The last name, Ricky Fowler. There's your four captains for the president. Wow. Cena, Woodland, Reed, and Fowler. That's wow. Captain's pick. So. For Captain Rob Strano or Tiger Woods, any concern about picking Patrick Reed? That seems to be a controversial one because he's uh, not that well liked in the locker room. Any concern about him? You know him? what? I, you know, I'm, I'm not. I mean, Patrick Reed, I, I, I've talked to Patrick and been around him a little bit enough to get a sense. He's never been anything more than cordial with me, around me. I, I, I love the guy's passion. I love the energy he brings. Um, to the event, um, you know, if, if, if I'm going to pick a wild card, you know, go, go off the grid and pick someone, here's a name I would pick off the grid. Ready? Cameron yep. Champ. Really? Why? I picked Cameron Champ off the grid. I had a chance to follow him on um, Monday at the Sanderson Farm. That's who I just like the guy's game. Yeah, he can he can move it, but boy, his swing is good. And he and Sean Foley do a lot of good work together. And he's one of those guys that can get out there. His game's sharp. He can make a lot of birdies. That would be that would be my wild card off the wall pick. And you know, I like just picking the, the young guys. You know, I believe in the Ryder Cup, we keep picking these older guys that have all this baggage. And they've been just pummeled in the Ryder Cup. We keep going, hey, let's pick him because he's got experience. Yeah, he's got bad experience. That's what he brings. He doesn't bring any 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 good experience. It's all bad. You know, that's Tiger. You know, he can pick himself, but his experience in these teams events is lousy. You know, and it's, I, I wouldn't pick him. Yeah, well. You know, I, I'm in that same camp, Rob. I, I don't think I'd pick Tiger either. Um, I get three wins in the last, you know, 12, 13 months. Obviously, the Masters was a huge thing. The Zozo right after the, the surgery came back strong. Looks good. But he's just not. He's not good in Ryder Cup. It's just the record 13-17, and I can't remember how many ties, three, four, whatever it is. But he's just not that good. And I don't, and I don't you know, know if it's because the guys he's playing with as his teammates struggle. Um, 
you know, they can't, they, they, they can't sort of bounce off of one another. They put too much pressure on him. They leave him in bad spots. I mean, you know, I'd have to go back and look at all the film, but the record's the record, right? Bill Parcells, right? You are what your record says you are. You're 13 and yeah. 17. You're not that good. I, I, looked, I, I wouldn't take him. I looked, yeah, I look at it this way. Um, Tiger got to be Tiger because of the lone wolf mentality. Um, so I think it, it, it's tough for him when you put him with someone to separate the lone wolf mentality of him and the way he, the way he plays to, to win. Um, you know, to win the 82 events, it's different than winning uh, an ultra shot or a, a, what I call a best ball match. Um, you know, singles head-to-head, everybody's going to give them their best punch. Um, the 17 losses is what gives me pause. Because that's a lot of losses. That's a lot of taking off your hat and you going to shake the guy's hand um, because he, you know, he took you down. Um, that that's a lot of tail, you know, tail between your legs moments. And I just think the lone wolf is what makes it a tough, tough pairing. Yeah, and if if I was going to go the opposite direction and I was going to go ahead and, and pick Tiger for all of the other reasons for you know everyone wants to watch him the TV and all that sort of stuff, I'd hold him out until Sunday and let him play in the singles match. And, you know, maybe I make him, you know, either the lead dog or, or the guy that I know I can count on in the end, because I think in the singles, he's probably fine. I think in the four ball and alternate shot, not so much. Yeah. Rob, before I, I, I let you go, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing. Well, um, We've got all our social media locations. I've got several different spots on social media, Strano Golf Academy, or to follow the show, you can follow me at the Golf Kingdom on social media. And the the big announcement that I'm going to share here first, because you're my guy, Chris. I love being on the show, so I want to honor your show with this big announcement about the Golf Kingdom TV show. This week, you can now find the Golf Kingdom TV show on Roku and Amazon Fire. So we've gone national. Wow. We've got our own Roku and Amazon Fire channels. So for those of you that haven't caught it um, regionally in the Southeast or streamed, you can now on your Roku and Amazon device download the channel. So go there and search the Golf Kingdom. We've got the um, a welcome video there. We've got one of the first episodes up. So I'm kind of picking out our best episodes from Season 1, and we'll be putting them out over the next few weeks. So everybody can kind of watch them and enjoy what you've done in the golf kingdom as we get ready to film new episodes in uh, in 2020 for those two two platforms specifically. So excited to have the, uh, the golf kingdom available to everybody everywhere. We'll be announcing that on social media the rest of the week. But I wanted to announce it here first uh, just for you, Chris, because you're a good friend and wanted to kind of uh, you know do it with you here on the show. Um, but that, that's the big news we've been kind of smiling about this week already. That's fantastic stuff. Good for you, Rob. Congratulations. And uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out there and then uh, looking forward to season number two. I can't thank you enough for coming back and doing the announcement here on the show. And, and, and as I can say, seven times, you're a great friend, you're a great instructor, and you're a 10 times better person. So I appreciate you very much, my friend. Well, thank you. It's always good to be here with you and your listeners. And thanks again for having me, Chris. Take care, Rob. We'll catch up soon. You bet.
That's a great Rob Strano, S-T-R-A-N-O. Rob Strano, uh, you know, Robbie is just one of the wonderful people you get to meet in this life and getting to spend some time with him this year. I had the honor of being down, like I say, at Kelly Plantation and uh, getting some time to talk with Rob, watch Rob, and uh, got a couple of golf lessons as well, working on my my weight shift and and my putting stroke, and uh, it was all great stuff, and uh, I can't thank Rob enough for his time. How about that? Roku and uh, and on Amazon, you're going to be able to check out the Golf Kingdom. So it's it's a fun show. He talked about it being a variety show. So Rob does a lot of creative things to help you figure out a way to you know improve your golf swing. Right? It's a lot of different drills, uh, and it's fun to watch. So it's uh, it's not your average uh, you know what you'd see on the Golf Channel. Rob does some great stuff on Golf Academy. Uh, so you've got those videos out there as well. But uh, Strano Golf is a, a great place online to be able to stay up with uh, all the great things Rob's doing and follow him. And and like I say, the Golf uh, Kingdom, uh, is, boy, I can't be more excited to think that now we can stream it. Uh, Blab TV is great, and it's got an app. So for, for those of us in the Southeast, you can download that app and stream it there. But for everybody else, it's uh, it's a great place to go now. We have uh, a couple of new outlets. So check out the uh, the Golf Kingdom. Rob's fantastic. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Team. My sincere thanks go out to Bob Friend, Frank Navalo, and Rob Strano for joining me tonight. Please check out our website, nextonthetea.net. On there, you'll be able to keep up to date with our guest schedule, so you'll see who's coming up. You can also stream us. We, we, we you know, log back over. We uh, link back over to podbean.com. And again, our sincere thanks to Podbean for uh, featuring this week's shows right there front and center on their mobile app. So you can go on there. You'll see us right there in the banner and uh, you'll be able to link back over to our page and stream or download any of our archive episodes as well. Please also check us out on launchpaddm.com. Click the uh, subscribe button. We'd really appreciate that. You can also find the show on other great sites like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, and Player.fm. Please give me your thoughts. You can go on to Facebook. Check out our Facebook page next on the T with Chris Mascaro. So, if you've got a comment or a question for someone who is a guest or has been a guest, please let me know in the comment section, and I'll be glad to get those uh, questions answered for you. Folks, as always, I can't thank you enough for continuing to choose to make this show a part of your golf, golfing content. We really appreciate you so much. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the G with Chris Mascaro. Where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.